Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy this morning. It's a Thanksgiving day for us. We are thanking God for everything that he has done and where he has brought us in our lives. Thank you. Thank you. It's Thanksgiving because some of us obviously have moved from like education one level we are on our way to the other and we are also believing God that every one of us is also moving to another level in their lives maybe you haven't written an exam and finished but you are moving on maybe you are in between some two levels but you are moving on And we are thanking God for that grace to move on. So lift up your hands and just say thank you to God for for what he has done, where he has brought you, where you are. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is only the grace of God that can do this for us. Only the grace of God. Thank you, Lord. Only the mercy There is everything to give thanks for. We want to thank that in everything give thanks. Not unto us, not unto us. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy 3, 1 and 2. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boosters, proud blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. So, unthankfulness is grouped with all kinds of things that you will call bad sins. Lovers of their own selves, covetous people, enabling boosters, yeah, proud people, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, and the next one is unthankful people. So, not giving thanks is a sin. Yes, not giving thanks is a sin, and it is grouped with things that you will call bad sins. 
if there's a good sin, but like a sin and it's very bad, all the things that are there. So we have to learn to make thanksgiving part of our lives and to always say thank you to God. For some of us, we'll rather blame God and we'll rather accuse God and we'll rather talk about how God has not been fair to us. But there's a place for thanksgiving, no matter what your life is, no matter what has transpired, no matter what your expectation, which has been met or which has not been met, there is always a place for thanksgiving in your life. And just the fact that you are here, only that, The Bible says that the dead praise not God. It is only people who are dead who cannot praise God. But if you are alive, once there is life, there is tomorrow. And God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we can ask or think. Lift your hands again and ask God to forgive you for your unthankfulness, how you have not been so thankful for what he has done and what he has been unthankful, and all the goodness that he shows to you. We pray and ask for forgiveness. And ask that God will show you that mercy and say thank you to him again. It's by his mercies that we are not consumed. We should have been finished by this time. But God many times kept us by His mercy. The many times that we have been unthankful, Lord, by His mercy on us. Your life is the mercy of God. It's a result of God's mercy. It's a result of God's kindness. We've taken your mercy for granted. It's a result of God's grace. It's a result of God's mighty the many times that we've not appreciated your message. The many times we've not appreciated your love. The many times we've not appreciated your goodness. Lord have mercy on us. Lord have mercy on us. Makabesek edianda. Riakani nikasata. Rapandelebosiata. Thank you. Riakani nikasata. Rapandelebosiata. Lord we are here once again. And we say thank you. Where you are standing. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your kindness. In this life, thank him for all the great things. Thank you that are your mercies that you've shown to us. Thank you for the great things that are ahead. For there are great things ahead. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love always. Thank you for what you have not seen. What you have not seen. What you have not seen. Bless you. Thank we you. thank you. Thank you. For all your goodness to us, we thank say you, thank, you. thank you. 
Thank you. For all the mercy you show us. Yes, Lord. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. For all the kindness. Yes, Lord. For your deliverance. Your deliverance oh God. For your help. Yes. For your mighty uh, hand. That saves us in every situation. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. And we lift up your name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, lead us by the will of the Father. And let the Father's will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord if you want to. Right. Okay. You may be seated. My topic is everything by prayer. Last week, we're here in a convention that we were studying about prayer and being led, encouraged, and admonished into prayer and praying here as well. And we are continuing in it because prayer is very important. If you are a Christian who doesn't pray, you've lost everything, I should say. You have lost everything because we are dealing with spiritual things, spiritual environments, spiritual entities, spiritual names, spiritual powers that you cannot see with your eyes, but they are around, they are very powerful. And they are very potent. And anybody who is a Christian and who says that me, I don't believe that there are spiritual things or there are spiritual powers or there are uh, evil spirits around that are working against me. You are deceiving yourself completely. You are deceiving yourself completely. Even Jesus before he would really get into his ministry, he encountered these evil powers. You see, the problem with it is that when you read or you hear about it, it sounds very much like this is Jesus who is um, uh, taken to the wilderness and is sitting, and this is Satan who has come to stand in front of him. With all that we know Satan to be, he has horns. Is that not so? Yes, black person with black whatever, with horns and with a tail, who came to speak to him and to tempt him. When you picture it like that, you don't really see what temptation is and what evil is and how Satan works. And I don't believe that. He came and stood there in a bodily form like that to tempt. I mean, if you have temptation and you see Satan with his horns and he's still standing there and he's asking you to do something, would you easily do it? I mean, immediately you know that this thing 
this guy, I know him. Yes, and he's a bad person. He's not a good person. He's not somebody I should follow. But the way evil comes or the way temptation comes, it doesn't present itself in, in, in or come with bad packaging. It comes in good packaging. Yes, the packaging is good. It appeals to you. It, 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 it looks nice. Sometimes even the person who is the subject or whoever is involved in it is, 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 is somebody you know to be very good. Do you see? So, if it is coming from such a good person, why is it bad? You will not see Satan like that. But every day, he's working and he's moving and he's doing something. 1 Peter 5, 8 says that, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant. For your adversary, the devil, walketh around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's always walking around and he's always moving around with a very bad mind to get you and to destroy you. So that is why it is important for you to be very strong spiritually because we are always engaged in a battle. Ephesians 6.10 says that finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11 says, For we wrestle not against a flesh and blood. So our work or our struggle or our fight is not with human beings. When you start fighting with human beings as a Christian, it's like uh, your grandmother is doing you or your mother-in-law or this. You are wasting your time. So it's not flesh and blood but against principalities and against powers. I mean, we are dealing with spiritual entities. So if you are not spiritual, you cannot deal with the spiritual things in the flesh. Are you getting me? You can't operate in the flesh and then overcome spiritual things. If you have to deal with spiritual things, you have to enter into the spirit yourself. And that is where you deal with spiritual things. So, Prayer is the road to spirituality. If you have to be spiritual or you must be spiritual, you cannot, you, there's no way you can be spiritual without prayer. Perhaps, not perhaps, it is the key thing. Prayer goes with the word of God. Because if you are praying and you don't have the word, you are also lost. Prayer goes with faith and other things. But it is prayer. That makes you a spiritual person who can overcome in the spirit. Knock your neighbor and ask the, your neighbor that. So do you pray at all? And tell the person that, the, that, that see, when we come to church and it's time to pray, the way you behave, I can see that you are not somebody who prays at all. The way you behave in church when they say, let us pray. Because if you are somebody who prays and you come to church, and they say, let us pray. Shall we pray? I mean, your engine is already on. And you are not sure of what you are doing. And then I want, that's what I see, that people don't pray. 
it's very clear to see that people don't pray. So when you come to church, say, let us, it's like some strange concept is coming to you. And you are now trying to organize yourself and see what it means to let us pray. But a prayer person is al- already in the mood. Oh, yes. A prayer person is already in the mood. If you make a mistake and you say, let us pray, the pers- they will take you far. I tell you, they will take you far. If we are a real praying church and you stand there and say, let's pray, the way they will pray, you will not even feel like stopping the prayer to do whatever. Uh-huh. But this one, if one, two, three, then you Everything by prayer. Everything about your life must be guided and directed by prayer. And you should be able to pray about everything and you must pray about everything every day. Some of us, we have even stopped praying over food. We used to. True or not true? We used to pray before eating. But now... We are matured. <laughs> May God forgive us. We are matured, so I mean, I have faith. And I'm eating. That's why you get running stomach easily from food. Oh, yes. Because what does the Bible say? The Bible says that everything, every food is good for you. Once you give thanks and you eat, the thanksgiving sanctifies the food for you. So I don't know why you get running stomach after eating. And that's also where I don't, uh, people who say, Mikrumu, ye ni, ye chi. This and that and that. I, I don't understand that one too. Yeah. There was somebody staying with me. I don't eat this. I don't eat meat. I eat ntakrabwa. Ntakrabwa de amidi. Ntakrabwa. Mini. I don't eat what else. This and this. I said, look. So who gave you this loss? If you don't like it. You don't like. That's okay. Your mouth can take the thing. But that somebody has given you a law that where you come, your hometown, you shouldn't eat this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Me, if I can't eat, I will try. The first time I ate octopus, it was some way. Because my mind was thinking about octopus. So when I put the thing in my mouth, then I was seeing octopus. Mm. This thing. <laughs> but I didn't stop there. I tried again. And it worked. And I, oh, I like it. Yes. Very nice. They are nice things to eat. Then you, they have given you law. Don't eat this. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. For every creature of God is good. Ask your neighbor what you don't eat. Every creature is good, including snake. 
Yeah. There are some restaurants. Um, my first encounter of it was in Nairobi, where they serve meat. Yes, every kind of meat, grilled meat. They slash it into the plate like that. Yeah, that's the food. There are, now there are uh, a few more around. There are some in America and places. And I went to this place and they'll bring chicken, beef, um, this kind of normal, this, I don't like any of these ones. Yes, I like the real ones. What I haven't eaten before. Zebra. <laughs> Bring zebra. Crocodile. I ate crocodile. Very nice. And all these wild, wild things that I haven't eaten. That's about chicken. I've been eating chicken in my home. I've come here that there is meat and I'm eating chicken. No. Only they didn't have snake. He said, hey. Every creature, you, you don't believe the Bible. You are a bishop, you don't believe the Bible. <laughs> Everything God created is good. Thanks. And to be received with thanks. Nothing is to be snared at or thrown out. Nothing is to be declared at. To snare at it and thrown out. Yes, uh, yes. don't throw out anything. Nothing to be refused. Put the King James back. Nothing to be refused. And where is it? Yes, nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. You see, verse 5. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's why you will not get running stomach again from today. Philippians 4, 6. So we have a book. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Be careful for nothing. And this is a must know scripture. Learn it. Be careful for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Amen. And I will add the verse 7. I like the verse 7 also. Add the verse 7. And the peace of God that passeth every understanding shall fill your heart and your mind. Yeah? So, we are admonished. God himself is speaking to us and said that be careful for nothing means what? Don't worry about anything. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about anything. I know you are worried about something, but today, this morning as you came to church, God is speaking to you and he's saying, don't worry about anything. Yeah. And the Bible asks us the question, which of you by worrying can add a cubit to their stature? That means... It doesn't add anything to you. Your worrying doesn't add anything to you. So don't worry. Rather, pray. 
By prayer. Supplication. Supplication is a word. It means to entreat, to ask, to beg, to, um, yeah, ask of God. By prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And the verse 7, that's why I like the verse 7. And the peace of God that passes every understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. When you are somebody who prays and you make your request to God, you have, have given it to God. He is handling it. That's what it is. The problem is not solved. But I've given it to God and God is handling it. So then I'm walking in the peace of mind that God has given me. The peace that God, there are some big men, when they are handling your case for you, you have some assurance, is that not so? That this is the person who is getting the job for me. So I am okay and I'm cool that it will work by all means. No, 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 no. Once he says he's doing it, you go and rest. So if God is the one who is handling the case for you and the situation for you, that is why the peace comes. God is handling it. God is in charge. Can you give it to him? Can you give it to him so that he takes charge of you? So you're worrying. That doesn't change anything. Actually, the worrying rather takes faith away. And it makes you weak. So you think you are praying, but you are very, very, very weak in your prayer because you are too worried. Yes, you are anxious. Yes. Now, everything by prayer. Um, let me just give you two verses. Ephesians six eighteen. Praying always. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Praying when? Praying when? Always. Always. Men ought to pray always. So prayer is an always thing. Not when you are in trouble. Praying always. De- Look. Oh, well, now I don't have any problem, so there's nothing to pray about. I tell you, you are joking. Prayer is always, because even for your life, there are always problems around, only you have not seen. If the devil is around working always, he's not relenting, he's not stopping, he's not giving up, he's not going on break, he's not going on vacation. Then you, you say, now everything is okay. So I've stopped praying. And I'm speaking to somebody. How you used to pray some time ago because of some issues that you had. And now that somehow, it's like you don't have those issues, you have relaxed. What will come after this will be wilder than the one that just left you. It's not a curse. That's how it is. Because if you don't pray, the things become wilder. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So if you are praying for all saints, can you finish praying? All saints. 
you cannot finish praying. And verse 19 says what? And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Even Paul is asking for prayer for himself. Yes. You want, you want the pastor to pray for you. Is that not so? But the pastor is saying, you pray always and pray for me also. It's a good idea. Is it not a good idea? Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore... And pray always hmm, that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Somebody who prays always is accounted worthy to escape some evils and some troubles. You will escape the evil. You escape the trouble. You escape the thing. Um, You didn't know, but before you know, there was trouble and you were not in because of your prayer. You'll be accounted worthy to escape the evil that is around and the evil that is coming and the evil that is about to hurt you. Why? Because of the prayer. Oh, That's why praying in tongues is very powerful. Because when you are praying in tongues, you are praying, you may not know even what you are praying about. No man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. And what you are speaking in the spirit, what you are praying in the spirit, is said that it will prevent you from sitting on this bus. But you don't know. You'll be accounted worthy to escape. May your prayer make you escape the evil that is around. As for evil, it is always around. But those who pray, they escape. Do you believe it? Yeah. You escape the evil. It doesn't come for you. Then First Thessalonians 5.17, you know the scripture. What does it say? What does it say? Pray without ceasing. Right. Pray without ceasing. This is one of the shortest verses in the Bible. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Is it a song? Yeah. Very good. Luke 18 verse 1. Let me just give you this passage. Briefly, I like it. I like Luke 18. Verse 1 says what? And he spake a parable unto them. To this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, if you didn't notice the word in almost all the verses we have read, it's always or without ceasing. So what I am admonishing you about or what I'm pressing through is that prayer must be always. Prayer must be always. Prayer must be always. You are doing prayer all the time. All the time you are praying. All the time you are praying. And about everything. All the time and about everything. All the time and about everything. Oh, if there was no praying in tongues, it would have been very hard, Pa. Because I don't know how you can pray about everything. 
But when you are there and you are in your room or you are in your anywhere in Halabashokataya, Barandotaya, Kepalababashundoro, what are you saying? You are praying about something. You are speaking mysteries. You are praying about everything. Always and about everything. That is the power it carries. Oh yes, that is the power it carries. So, Jesus is giving this parable. And he gave this parable to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That is the theme of the parable. Then he starts from verse 2. Verse 2. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And uh, there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, avenge me of my adversary. And there was, and he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. Verse 7, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he tarries long with them? Right. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Yeah, which is a very, very important question for us. That means faith is what? Faith is prayer. Prayer is an act of faith. Yes. Prayer, when... Have you been praying that God came and stood there? He was wearing suit and tie. And you told him that, God, these are my problems. Solve them. Have you seen tongues? So that's why you don't pray. Because you can't, you can't see the person you are speaking to. Neither does he respond. Oh, I've heard all your prayer. Eh? Tomorrow, 12 o'clock, meet me at Accra Mall. And I'll solve everything for you. You don't hear this. So you are speaking to somebody you cannot see. And you are speaking to somebody who doesn't speak back to you. So it is only faith. You are applying to be able to go into prayer all the time and speak. And believe that there is somebody who is hearing me. Though I can't see the person. So that's why he asked the question. There will the son of man find faith. Would he find people who are still continuing in prayer? Or by the time he gets back, it's like we have all lost faith. People have lost faith. Remember something you used to pray about that now you don't pray again. You lost faith in it. It's like, look, this thing, God will not do it, so I've forgotten about it. True? We'll lose faith. But God is asking us to pray always and all the time. Always and all the time. So in this parable, this woman is a widow. Widow means her husband is dead. 
And it presupposes that she was in need. No help. And I think the family people have come for the property. Yes, the house and the money in the bank. Although the husband had a will. Yes, he wrote a will before dying. And that's what she was standing on. So then she goes to this judge or court. Say, look, the man wrote before he died. And the family people are doing something. They have come for everything. And the judge or that man, he also knew the family people. I'm sure he was related in a way or knew somebody in there. Because if somebody comes with a case like this, you would really have to go on it. And he will not, he will not move on it. He will not respond. He never gave her what? Time of day. Only time man of Christ. I mean, somebody whose husband is dead and something has come with paper to show that this is my husband's house, this is my husband's car, this is the money and it is will to me and the children. And yet, the Wafasis, I'm sure they are from a certain region where Wafasis become powerful when somebody dies. And he will not. But he said, the woman never stopped going to the judge. Morning, she is there as he's entering the office. Lunchtime, he's going for lunch. She's sitting there. Board meeting, she's, he's coming out of his office to the boardroom. She's there. Evening, as he's going, she's still around. And you see her. So, at a point, he said that, yes, I'm not going to do anything for this lady. Nothing. But at a point, he said to himself that, look, it looks like I'm in trouble now or harassing me. And Jesus is teaching us about prayer. It's like you can harass God. You can harass God. If this is the pattern of prayer... That's what we call persistent prayer. To persist in the thing until you get it. Because many times we are casual. Do you see? We are casual. We pray one, two. It's, oh, it's okay. I've prayed. But there are certain things that you have to keep praying and keep praying and keep coming and keep coming. Look at it. He said he will not for a while. But after what he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor uh, regard man, this woman will worry me for her continual coming. After me, bread. Won't quick badgering me. Pestering. So your prayer, it will be as though you are pestering God. But that is what Jesus said. Are you really here with me? That's what Jesus is teaching us about prayer. Keep coming. Every day. Every morning. Every evening. Every afternoon. Every night. You are not asleep. You are praying. There's nothing wrong with it. I said there's nothing wrong with it. Some people say, oh, Jesus said that don't repeat. 
eh? vain repetition as the hypocrites do. But Jesus asked him when he was in trouble in Matthew 26, what did he do? He went to Gethsemane into the garden. He left the disciples, one, two, three of them also, and then went a bit further and he prayed. What was the prayer? Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away. But if it cannot pass away, let your will be done. One hour prayer. Then he came back to the disciples. They were asleep. And he went back there. And what new prayer topic did he have? It's the same prayer topic. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass away. But if it is not possible, not my will. But let your will be done. And he came back. And the boys were asleep again. And then he went back for another one hour. And what prayer topic did he have? What it mean by if you pray long, you do vain repetition. When the Bible says pray without ceasing. Praying always. Don't bring this uh, Phariseeism um, theories. Because People that have that, ah, why do you have to pray for a long time before God will hear? Even the prayer you pray for a long time, it is for you, for your strength. Because prayer strengthens you. Yes. Prayer takes you into the spirit. Some are deeper. You see, those who pray, when you see them, you can see that there's an aura. There's a presence around them. Oh, yeah, you can see. For some, you can see. There's a presence. And he left them and went away. And he went, left them and went away again. Prayed the third time. Saying the same words. The same words. The same words. The same words. So please, don't bring the uh, Phariseeism theory about what is repetition. You can also go and search about what is, but I've showed you that Jesus repeated and repeated and repeated. And it is never said that he prayed in a wrong way. So this woman, when she comes, what is the prayer topic? Avenge me. What, is, what does your Bible say, avenge me? My rights are being violated. Give us English for avenge me. I need, look, I mean, that's what I've described. My husband died. This is the property. This is the money. Wafasiers are coming for it. And this is the will he has. So I've come to court to enforce the will. So he needs, she needs justice. So when she comes in the morning, it is the same paper she's coming on. When she comes again, what do you want? It's the same thing. When she comes tomorrow morning, it's the same thing. He meets you at church. He heard that the judge was going to church in a certain church. So she went to the church and met the judge. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Met the judge in a shopping center. He was trying to do something, something. It's the same thing. Every day it is the same that this thing 
you have to do something about it. Oh, there's something in your life and about your life that you have to carry to God and say that you give God no rest until this thing has come to pass. Until this thing has happened, I'm giving God no rest. I'm not budging. I'm not, I'm not going off. I'm not retreating. I'm not giving up. I'm standing strong on it until I see the results I must see. Oh, yes. That's how to pray on some things. You get wild about it. But it's easy. Yeah, just, uh, oh God, change this. Amen. I've prayed. Many things don't go like that. That's why even Jesus said that this kind goeth not by, by fasting and prayer. There are some kinds of things that you don't just say one sentence and it is done. I know there's something called prayer of faith. You speak once and you forget. But you, all your issues, you have reduced them to prayer of faith. What classify who name because of your laziness? Are you angry? Oh, then I'm not preaching well. <laughs> and we have talked about your laziness. I was expecting you to be angry. Then I know that it has gotten inside. Lazy Christian, get up and pray. Switch the television off. And pray. Drop the phone. And pray. And don't tell me that your Bible is on the phone. So you need it whilst you are praying. Don't tell me that. You are not serious. That's why you don't get anything from prayer. Because you are not serious. You have not given prayer the kind of place it needs from you. And the respect it needs from you. And therefore, the faith you must have with it. And you can't say that, look, this has been my prayer topic and God has answered it. I prayed this and God gave me this. I did, I prayed like about this thing. I've been praying and now today, look at what God has done. But it will become your testimony from today. You will have your prayers answered from today in the name of Jesus. Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Mm. Always. And you have answers. And you have testimonies. You are approaching prayer with a different spirit now. And again, like I said, if you are somebody who prays and we say that, look, we are doing what? Prayer and fasting will see you. And the fact that we will not see you. I've said it. You have already said in your mind that. (laughs) This thing again. Yeah. It shows that you are not the type who can receive from God. So you'll be there. Those who like it. And those who love it. They will receive from God. As they pray. If you are a lover of prayer. When they say prayer in church. They will see you in the place. When they say, let us pray, we will see you. People will say, that ah, this one is too something. Why? Why you? When they say, pray not then, you are all over the place. Because you are already in prayer. By the time you came here, you had prayed in the night. Oh, yes. In the night, you've prayed. I was there in the night, praying, 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 praying. By the grace of God, usually Saturdays, my sleep doesn't come. By the grace of God. So then I'm there. 
Even if I want to sleep, there's no sleep. Till three-ish. Yeah. Four-ish. Yeah. Then I sleep small. Stand. Now lay hand on yourself like this. And pray for that new level. That God will take you there. Not yourself. You can't do it by yourself and for yourself. But God is able to do it for you. That God will take you there. Pray. Pray for that new level. The next level. The next level. The next level. The next level. I'm here saying thank you for where I am. For where you have placed me. But the next place that I'm going, I'm committing it to you, O God. It's your journey. I don't know the way, but you know the way. You know what you have prepared for me. You have prepared good things for me. Good things for me. Good things for me. And I move forward by faith. I move forward by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. Because I know that God is there. He has fixed it already. He has done it already. He has fixed it already. I'm going to see success. I'm going to see victories. Declare that ahead of you are victories and victories and victories and victories. Declare that going forward, you are experiencing the prosperity, the increase of God on every side. There's increase, there's prosperity, there's increase, there's victory. You are breaking through. Maybe the former one didn't go well, but where God is taking you now, you can already see that you are breaking through it. Declare! As you declare, it comes to pass and it's happened to you already. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, now may blessings from heaven stay with every one of your children. Wherever we stand, O oh God, let the blessings be there. Let the blessings abound to overcome every curse in the way. Whatever is a curse, an impediment, hindrance at the next level, O oh God, we eradicate and wipe it out by the blessing we receive today. I bless your people. And I bless you with the blessing of God. Go in the strength of the blessing. You may have a mountain before you. But by this blessing, you have overcome it. You may face a valley. But because you are blessed, you have overcome it already. May the blessing of Jehovah Almighty. May the blessing of his mighty hand. The blessing of the body. And the blessing of the blood. Of Jesus our Lord. Now speak for you in the name and of Jesus. be your portion Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wherever your answer to prayer, somebody who should do something, avenge you, bring justice, and they have held it back, and they are not responding, mm. 
by this prayer and by this blessing, you are going to receive a response in the next seven days. I prophesy it over you. Whatever is outstanding and has not been done by wickedness, it's come to an end because God has done it for you. Receive the oil for prayer. I receive it. Anointing to stay up in prayer. I receive it. Anointing to prevail. I receive it. Anointing to travel. I receive it. Anointing to overcome. I receive it. Anointing to be on top. In the name of Jesus. Because you're a man of prayer. Jesus. And a woman of prayer. You are blessed and you are anointed in the name of Jesus. Shout a big amen. Amen. Shout a louder, louder amen. Amen. You are here, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be born again. Pastor, pray for me. I want Jesus to come into my heart today. I need Jesus. I came to church today, I'm not born again. If Jesus comes tonight, I will go to hell, but I don't want to go to hell. I'm not born again. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Father, let your blessing remain upon your people. And bless them indeed. In Jesus name. Amen. Say this prayer with me. Say Lord Jesus. Forgive me my sins. Wash me in the blood. Write my name. In the book of life. I belong to Jesus. And from today. I will follow Jesus. Thank you for hearing me. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari dash DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International dash HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.